Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time and your busy life. This is your host, Manny, speaking. Today, I will be doing a review of a horror game I recently completed, Observation. Let's get started. Cool. So as you all may know, I don't really play too many horror games, mainly because they creep me out. Um, uh, I, I believe I mentioned this in the Halloween episode I did last year, and I will be doing another Halloween episode this year. I will sacrifice my stress and blood pressure to play some video games, uh, horror video games for you all. Um, however, observation caught my mind or caught my eye back in May, May, late May when it was released for the, uh, PlayStation. Um, not sure if it was released for PC as PC as well, but it is a pretty short game with an interesting concept. So I'll get, I'll get started in that in a bit. Um, however, I will say that this week I will be doing another giveaway. So for this giveaway, it's the same as usual. I'm at one point in the episode, I'm going to ask a question and it'll be a trivia question. Basically, all you need to do is answer that question and send me an email at gamingaftercollege at gmail.com or send me a uh, DM on Twitter uh, at JAC underscore podcast. So please go ahead and submit your, your findings. I do actually give out these uh, giveaways. It's not like my family member who just puts it in or it's not like I make this up. Uh, I actually do give away free money for people. Uh, this is an attempt to, to just gain more listeners and hopefully y'all can share about this podcast. I I tend to shamelessly plug myself everywhere on Twitter, um, even on my main account. So uh, yeah, please go ahead and uh, give that a listen. And when you hear the trivia question, send me your answer. All right, let's get started. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio. And now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. All right, so uh, this episode is going to be a little short, mainly because Observation is a short game. Uh, so before I tell you how long to beat uh let me just talk about observation so observation is um a horror game that takes place in space uh this horror game is more of a suspense game um basically you play as uh well actually let's take a step back um there's a space station in space, a rather large space station uh, filled with different modules from people of different countries right china russia us australia um the station is called observation 
and you play the player they play as the artificial intelligence that manages the entire space station so there is this um artificial intelligence think of jarvis from iron man um that monitors everything in the space station reboots systems accesses camera feeds etc so you play as the ai so the ai is called sam in the beginning of the game so obviously this review is going to be a little bit spoiler heavy because it is a short game so i will talk a little bit about that and also my thoughts on the game so the first thing you see in the game is um, a spinning out of control module in the space station so you'll have to assume the entire space station is just like circling around in space um and you see a character in fact basically the main character that you see in the game uh emma fisher dr emma fisher and uh, she's like spinning around and she's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. She's freaking out and we're just watching her. And it's very important to, th to distinguish that we're just watching her from a almost like a like God's eye view. Right. Um, eventually, when things calm down, she reboots the system. She reboots the space station, which includes Sam. And then that's when Sam is uh, is present. And Sam has his own voice. And <clears throat> <clears throat> And Sam has his own voice. It's a male voice. And uh, he authenticates Dr. Fisher and to give her admin access to reboot the, the systems. And then you see Emma through a camera view. Uh, so as the AI, you're able to access all the cameras on the ship, uh, which is pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. And uh, you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Obviously, you as a player have no idea what just happened. And neither does Dr. Fisher. So we're like, what the hell is going on? So in the first maybe 30, 40 minutes of the game, you're slowly learning how to use the system, um, how to use the uh, the UI of this of this video game, which I will say right now is very frustrating. Um, it does not hold your hand in the slightest, but I maybe that's because the developers thought it was very intuitive. Uh, however, I found myself actually looking up walkthroughs on how to actually do a couple things because it's not intuitive um, and that, you know, hopefully they don't hear this, right? But it's not intuitive, but the storyline makes up for that, in my opinion. Um, so basically within the first half hour, things are wrong. Uh, the entire space crew doesn't seem to be there. Um, I know there were at least six people, but it's just you and Dr. Fisher. And Dr. Fisher's telling you what to do, telling you to check on different things, telling you to open several hatch doors, etc., cetera, uh, to gain access to other modules of the uh, space station, because for some reason you lost power in a whole bunch of other modules. And then that's when you look out the window, or when Dr. Fisher looks out the window. You're not around Earth anymore. Something happened, because you're actually orbiting Saturn. So obviously Dr. Fisher freaks out because you're orbiting Saturn, which is a gigantic, ginormous, a gigantic distance away from Earth. And yet you got there within a few seconds uh, through this crazy, crazy sort of incident that occurred that left everything just all garbled and all the systems down. And that's where the beginning of the game is when when something happens. Um, and you're outside of Saturn. So obviously I'm, a, I'm going to spoil the game just a bit. Um, but basically I'm gonna spoil the big parts, uh, not the little parts. So I'm going to, I'm going to glean over some of the intricacies as you're playing the game. You, um, uh, 
you you get to actually do a whole bunch of things with Dr. Fisher. She's trying to reboot a whole bunch of the comms. She's trying to reboot the uh, the the power generator, just everything because you're running on backup. And uh, at one point, and this is the really interesting part of the game. At one point, um, Sam is able to control this uh, the sphere. Um, it's this thing that was a prototype that they were working on, and uh, it's like a little like a little ball that is able to use these uh, cute little boosters to go through the uh, the space station because you know there's no gravity, um, and Sam is able to control this. So instead of looking at everything through a, a camera point of view in different rooms, you're able to literally go through each room and go to places you haven't really uh, seen before using this uh, this sphere. Uh, so as you're playing the game, and as for the gameplay, again, it's it's really point and click. Um, when you're in the cameras, you switch between all the different cameras. You are able to focus in on, um, let's say, power supplies to turn them on, and laptops to hack into. And by hack into, it's really simple. You're the AI. You, you can just easily get in. Um, sometimes you'll find a uh, laptop that has a a second password, and that password can usually be found on the wall in the sticky notes. You just gotta find it. And um, these these uh, these laptops they they simply contain um, and it's not just laptops. There's also a like phone, not phones, like a little PDA type things, little tablets, and also just uh, documents on the walls that you can read. But what the laptops mainly contain are a uh, prequel of what happened. So almost like a prequel of the events leading up to the incident. Um, you'll hear audio recordings of several of the other station members that you never get to see. Um, you hear uh, them. You hear them saying, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why the captain wants me to do this. So you already get the feeling that there's something else afoot, but you don't know exactly what. Um, and you do end up learning that Dr. Fisher has a romantic relationship with one of the other uh, astronauts. So as you're playing the game, you kind of want to find all these laptops because that that's what gives you an overall feeling of, uh, of the story and you know, an overall understanding of what happens. And I know what I'm explaining here is like, hey, Manny, this doesn't seem like a horror game. It seems like a point and click adventure with barely any horror. Well, the thing is, you're alone in space. It's just you and Dr. Fisher for most of the game. And it's quiet. Um, there, there's like some slight music in the background, you know, the, the orchestra that the game has. It, it gives you a sense of suspense, a sense of foreboding that will make your skin crawl um there were several moments where i thought i was gonna get like a jump scare it just just never happened so my blood pressure just remained constant constantly high for the whole thing um and so anyways as you're playing the game you actually go out into space uh because dr fish is like i need to do a spacewalk i need to reboot something from the outside only and she brings you as a little fucking sphere oh shit i'm sorry <laughs> she brings you as a little sphere and the sphere is just like flying about in space. You can see Saturn and you can see that there's this ginormous storm going on at one of the poles. And um, it, 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 it's, it's haunting. Um, and in fact, if you ever thought about the gravity of space, that feeling that you get, that's what you're getting in this game. Um, eventually you discover, uh, once you reboot the comms, that there's something nearby, that there's another uh, ship nearby. So then... You and Dr. Fisher end up going to um, try to talk to the ship. You don't really hear much. When you get, when you, then you decide, let's just jump to that ship because it's close enough. It's another observation space station. Like it's another one. It's, it's exactly the same. Um, except in this one, the captain's alive. Uh, and then in this one, 
the the computer is like hey uh where is the captain and you find the captain who's alive but then at one point they're like the the computer the sam who's somehow able to function in both space stations even though he's one ai uh theoretically there'd be two right um he detects the presence of another dr fisher uh, an emma right you end up finding her she's dead it's very interesting very creepy so you get some sort of event horizon sort of vibes because this is pretty crazy uh some like cloverfield paradox sort of vibes um and then once you find out that there's another dr fisher who's dead uh which by the way earlier you discovered that the captain of your own observation space station was dead in your observation station but this one's some but this one and the other one is alive it gets a little weird but once you discover all of this the camera very few times does this happen um the camera of the video game like god's eye view zooms out it shows the space station you're at it zooms out from saturn and zooms out just a little bit more and you see all these little dots around uh, Saturn. And presumably all these dots are other observation space stations. So you're like, what the hell? The game does not really explain this. Um, the storyline doesn't really explain it. And maybe that's all for the better. Maybe that, that feeling of foreboding, that feeling of not understanding is enough to make you go, holy crap, right? Um, and then once you discover that the captain on this other observation is alive, you start discovering newer newer things about the storyline. The captain knew this incident, incident was going to happen, but the captain was persuaded by this sort of alien intelligence. Um, and you actually do see this alien intelligence a few times during the game as Sam. They, they appear as this black pentagram hexagon looking thing. I'm, I'm actually forgetting what shape it was in. But they communicate via shapes and sounds, and you, as Sam, communicate back by replicating those shapes and sounds. Um, and presumably, this alien intelligence convinced the captain to do this, to, to jump, to do this sort of uh, hyperspace jump or something or other to Saturn for the sole purpose of bringing Dr. Fisher there. Um, in fact, one of the taglines of observation is, bring her. And um, in the beginning of the game, for a very brief microsecond, you actually see those words bring her as Sam when Dr. Fisher first appears on the screen. So it's very interesting. It's very weird. And again, it's creepy. And you'll, you find out that Dr. Fisher leaves, I'm sorry, the captain in this um, other observation leaves Dr. Fisher for dead, leaves her there, takes Sam, goes back to the main observation that you were at, and then tries to reboot all the systems um, to actually get a message home so they can bring him home. Um, so now this pilot has sort of become the big bad or the enemy in this game. And you as Sam are now his enemy because he keeps trying to turn off Sam and you keep finding ways to reboot yourself. Um, eventually, Dr. Emma, eventually you are forced to kill the captain um, by decreasing his oxygen supply. You, as a uh, AI, you don't need oxygen. So you end up killing him. And then Dr. Fisher comes back. And then you get much more um, encounters with this alien intelligence. Until finally, finally, Dr. Fisher becomes sort of uh, hypnotized by this alien intelligence. Um, to the point where she says that they're losing power. They're losing altitude. They're going slowly closer to Saturn. So they're going to need to go into the storm, the storm that I mentioned earlier, the one you can see at one of the poles. And she has it. She's convinced that you need to 
go through this storm. So as Sam, you make all the preparations ready to land into the storm, and eventually you do. And that's essentially where the game ends. You're actually, the game ends with Emma picking up uh, Sam, and you're on Saturn, and she can breathe, which is kind of weird. And and also kind of weird that there's a surface on Saturn because I thought it was a gas planet. So doesn't that mean there's no surface? Whatever. Anyways, um, and you actually meet this intelligence, but you also see bodies of Dr. Emma Fisher everywhere as well. And it turns out that this experiment has happened multiple times again, and you're the first one to survive. I don't know because the game doesn't explain it, um, which makes it really fucking weird. Really weird. And um. Then, then you see the alien intelligence, this hexagon-looking thing. Then the camera zooms out again, and you see that there are like millions of these hexagon-looking things. And then it, then you see a picture of Earth, and then it says "Bring them." And then the game fades to black, and that's it. That that is the game, people. Um, granted, I I know I spoiled the entire thing for you all. Um, but it's a lot more interesting than it sounds. Um, and I hope I did capture your interest. But uh, the game itself, gameplay-wise, it's exactly what I said. It's a very quick point-and-click adventure. You do tasks for Emma. You do you do all these little things. You solve a little bit of puzzles. And uh, you, you try to get all the recordings to figure out what the hell happened um, and what led up to this. And that makes it very interesting for me. Um, whenever I play a game where there's something big happened... And then there's ways to read up on what happened before using the game's internal mechanics via journals, videos, audio, etc. I'm all there. Basically, that's what this game is. It's a point and click adventure with a very interesting storyline. And I will say it again with a kind of bad UI. Um, So I don't know what more there is to say about this game, really. Hey, guys, it's time for the... uh, gaming after college trivia challenge or giveaway so here's how the game works again uh i will ask a simple trivia question you send your answer to gamingaftercollege at gmail.com or send me a dm on twitter at gac underscore podcast and then once i select the winner which will be announced probably at my next podcast check twitter because i always post when i gave away the uh the last giveaway and the giveaway is always a 25 dollars amazon gift card uh, maybe eventually when I get much more of a following, much more revenue, um, or even just revenue, uh, I may actually increase it to 50 or may actually start giving away games. We'll see what happens. Uh, but the giveaway is a thing I really like to keep on, keep, keep on going. Anyways, here's the question. The word Pokemon is generally, or Pokemon, is generally a um, abbreviation for what? All right, there you have it. Go ahead and send your answers. Let's get back to the podcast. So there you have it. Um, I I played this game. I really liked this game. It was creepy. It was terrifying. The suspense was crazy. Not a lot of jump scares. And I think that's what made it even more terrifying for me. But I did enjoy my time with it. Uh, speaking of time, how long did this game really take me? Right? Because it's not often that I tell you the entire game front to back, right? It's not often that I spoil an entire game with you, but hey, I need content. I need this podcast to run at least 20 minutes, people. Um, so I had to I had to do it because this game isn't actually that long. Um, if you just want to beat the story mode, if you just story mode, if you just want to beat the game, not really do much else, 
this game is going to only last you about five hours. So it's a pretty good game. Um, you get home from work, play an hour, make dinner, repeat the next day. Or, hey, you carve out some time on the weekend, two and a half hours each day on Saturday and Sunday. There you go. Beat the game. Um, and and you, you get to enjoy the storyline I kind of just spoiled for you guys. Um, if you want to do a little bit more of the extras, as in... Uh, find some of the uh some of the recordings not all of them find some of the some of the notes that people have left but not all of them you're looking at about six and a half hours so again not that much time and then finally if you want to get everything that this game has to offer you're looking at about seven hours so it's really not that different because there's not a lot of extras there are a ton of uh recordings you can grab a ton of text messages you can grab and um some of these uh, laptops that you can get into, they require extra passwords. So you got to find those. But again, it's not going to take you that long because this whole game takes place within the observation space station. And that's it. And you play a Sam who is basically this omnipresent godlike sort of figure uh, who controls everything. So it's really not going to take you that long. But for me, traversing the halls of the, of the space station as the little sphere were just nerve wracking because it's creepy. Um... But either way, seven hours, that's not much of your time. You can easily beat this game in a week, uh, an hour a day. There you go. Uh, speaking of the game, how much is this game? So I bought this game on the PlayStation Network. I'm unsure if you can get it anywhere else, but I bought it on the PlayStation Network and I only paid $25. So $25 for a seven hour game, pretty good. Granted, granted, if I were you, I would wait um, until maybe PlayStation has a sale, probably for Black Friday, Cyber Monday and pick it up for 10 bucks or whatever it is. Mainly because this game is good, but I wouldn't say it's $25 good because it only gives you seven hours worth of gaming. You can easily beat this game in a week. Meanwhile, in my last episode, I recorded, uh, I talked about Wakamele 2, which is 20 bucks, and you can easily get 12 hours, double the time worth of gratification from it. So if we're talking slowly numbers, I would say wait to buy this game. Hell, maybe even wait till uh, to Halloween. Play it on Halloween Day. Play it during October, you know, during the spooky months. And um, there you go. So, but that's just my two cents. And that's why people listen to this, right? Because you, you just want to hear my opinion on these sort of things. Um, which I hope I keep you all entertained. But aside from that, I think we're pretty much done. I talked about, I spoiled the game, which I actually am conflicted about. Now I don't know if I should just keep spoiling games. And then I also talked about the gameplay. I talked about how long to beat. And for those of you who weren't aware, I actually already did my giveaway. So please listen back. Try to find the giveaway section, which is not that hard to find. Answer the question. Send me the answer. And I will probably give you an Amazon gift card worth $25. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Gaming After College, and this has been your host, Manny. Thank you.